million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I am Mojo Mutati. He is Edward Lewis, and we are the hair homies. We're running with that for now. <laughs> and we're filling in for Michael Babcock trying to live up to the hair game. Buddy, it is time to dive right in and talk about Russell Wilson breaking his silence with the Denver Broncos. My hair homie, Edward Lewis, you got the scoop. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Shockingly benched on Wednesday for, for the season and maybe for good in Denver. Uh, Sean Payton said he's moving on from the superstar quarterback in order to get a look at Jarrett Stidham for the next two games. And Wilson, who is actually been handling all this extremely well, uh, broke his silence late on Wednesday night on X. And he said, God's got me looking forward to what's next. So he's taking the high road here clearly, even though this thing has been such a mess in Denver. Payton actually spoke about the decision to reporters. Uh, let's take a listen to what he had to say about the decision which obviously uh, was not one that a lot of people agreed with. Looks like Russ has taken the brunt of the blame. Well, I get that. And, and yet um, I can't replace the entire offensive line. I can't bring in five new receivers. And, and, it, and if it continues over a period of time, then there'll be another guy here talking to you as well. I, it, this This is something that, you know, these are difficult decisions. And obviously, there's more attention when it's the quarterback who's who's under contract, but different than maybe, you know, earlier decisions we've made with maybe last year's prior starters. Uh, I can just assure you one thing, and, and honestly, and, and I've said this to Greg and George a number of times, I'm just interested in winning. And, and it doesn't matter how, um, when you do this, you know, for this long a period of time, it's all you're interested in because there's nothing like it. Now, Mojo, before, before we get to your opinion on this, we, it should be noted that obviously Russell has not played his best. Uh, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in 2022 after being traded from the Seahawks. And this year he'd played a little bit better. But in his contract, he, he if he gets injured, he is guaranteed an additional $37 million next year. So so while Russ has not played well, a lot of people think this move with the Broncos is in order to save some money and perhaps when they release him, maybe get some cap relief back. But uh, again, just a bizarre, crazy scene considering what they gave up to get him from Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, when you're talking about saving $37 million, that is an obscene amount of money. I mean, think about what they could do for the offensive line or for, for the receivers that uh, Sean Payton was just talking a, a second ago about with $37 million. Of course, they're going to have to eat $30 million uh, for what they owe Russell Wilson, uh, but uh, just a, a crazy amount of money on the line. So the Denver Broncos have to do what they have to do uh, to protect themselves. I mean, they were one of the worst teams in football last year. They were horrible, won four games last year, started on a terrible skid this year, looking like it was going to be another season as bad, if not worse. Then they went on a nice heater, winning five straight before they've kind of uh, fallen back off. But this franchise has a lot of things to address. And again, when you free up that much space, you can answer a lot of those questions. Um, 
Russell Wilson can't really get hurt sitting on the bench. So there's that. That's a consideration uh, for the future as well. But now it gives the team a, a second to look at their backup. I mean, it's not like they're playing for a playoff berth here. I mean, the season is more or less done. So it makes sense to to take these moves. And if you lose more games, well, at least you got a better draft pick for, for next year. But uh, crazy, crazy, crazy uh, that we're talking about this considering the trade that was made to get Russell Wilson in the first place and the amount of money he was owed. But at this point, with how the last two seasons have gone, this just is not shocking to me. All right, Edward Lewis, my hair homie, moving right along. Not talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift for once. Talking about another celebrity superstar couple. Edward, you got the scoop. What's up, brother? So Haley Steinfeld, you know her from uh, the starving single mostly, but she's also a very talented actress and a very talented human being. Uh, had dated superstar Bill's superstar Josh Allen back in the spring. You'll recall they were seen kind of walking around New York City. They were seen on a sushi date. And a couple weeks later, they were seen packing on PDA in Mexico. But really, since that time, we hadn't heard a thing about these two. I mean, there have been murmurs that maybe she was at a Bill's tailgate once in a while. Uh, but now, this past weekend, we know for a fact that Haley was not only at the Chargers game at SoFi Stadium where the Bills played, uh, she also flew to Buffalo immediately after the game, presumably to spend Christmas with Josh. Uh, we know all this because uh, there's photographic proof. Uh, there's, there's pictures of her at the game wearing Bills attire, and then there's pictures we obtained of her at the airport following the game where she's in a black hoodie and a mask. Uh, so again, uh, this all just kind of proves that she and Josh are still a thing, and the fact that she's flying from LA to Buffalo the day before Christmas Eve says, I think, a whole lot about the relationship and where it stands because they're obviously together for the holidays. Uh, and of course, we know the validity of this one because we have an unnamed TMZ producer who is actually the man who photographed all of this. Uh, look here, Ed. I'm going to go out and say I love Travis Kelsey. He's my twin doppelganger brother, however you want to say it. Um, I buy this relationship more than I do, Travis and Taylor, because there's no media surrounding this. We only know this because our guy was there at the game and got these photos. There was no pomp and circumstance about this. There's no ads or media deals being acquired because of this relationship like the other this is just a lady kind of trying to covertly go see who i believe to be her man of course they have a history so there's that maybe everybody thought they were done but maybe not and if you're josh allen and you're playing a game maybe this is exactly how you want it maybe you don't want all the pomp and circumstance and the distraction that the the Taylor and Travis relationship is having, even though I'm under the belief that that has been nothing but amazing for all parties involved, including the team, the teammates, and the NFL itself. But uh, maybe that's not how Josh Allen is trying to do it. So I like that. I, I like that they are in stealth mode, that they're figuring things out. Maybe they're not a full-on relationship. Maybe they're just exploring it and seeing if they can uh, make it work, whereas maybe before it wasn't the right time. There was too many variables going on. I respect this, Ed. I, I like how they're approaching this. Coming up next on TMZ Sports, Mark Cuban pocketing $3.5 billion after the sale of the Dallas Mavericks. We hear from him on what's next, coming up next on TMZ Sports.
Welcome back to TMZ Sports with the hair homies, Mojo Mutati and Edward Lewis. Edward, the rich just keep getting richer. No, I'm not talking about you and your extensive collection of gray hoodies. Not talking about myself because I can't even afford sleeves for my shirt. I'm talking about Mark Cuban, baby. Three and a half billion dollars now he's getting from his sale to the Mavericks. Edward, you got the scoop. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, so Mark Cuban, obviously, he agreed to sell the team to Miriam Adelson a couple weeks ago. The NBA Board of Governors unanimously approved it yesterday in a decision we all expected to happen. Uh, and like you said, it was for around $3.5 billion. Uh, and now if you're thinking that he should be all broken up about this and all sad about this because, yes, well, he did get $3.5 billion, uh, he possibly lost his team. Don't feel too bad for him. Uh, Cuban spoke with reporters on Wednesday and was basically nonchalant about all of this. Uh, he said, I'm still running the basketball team. And yes, I'm just doing it with a bigger bank account. Listen to him here. Has you the know? money actually hit your bank account? <laughs> <laughs> Are you still a middle-class billionaire? Relatively speaking, yeah. yeah. But I still own 27%, right? And those of you who watch Shark Tank on Friday nights on ABC know I say all the time that, you know, from this particular case, 27% um, of a watermelon is a whole lot better than 77% of a grape. Financially, we're in a far better position this afternoon than we were yesterday afternoon to be able to compete like that. So, um, what did um, um, Tillman say about being a middle-class billionaire? You know, those are facts in this day and age. You know, it, it really matters. And so having, you know, the partnership and having, you know, eventually new and deeper revenue sources allows us to be better and you know talks Packard a lot um Miriam Vaughn and they're, they're committed to winning Ed what is a middle class billionaire brother fill me in before I get well, my thoughts here his quote is so incredible there 27% of a watermelon is better than 77% of a grape and, and I think that's what he's saying he's like I, even though I was a billionaire with the grape you know I had 77% of a grape now I could be 27% of watermelon which is still significantly more than 77% of a grape so what he's saying is this is going to make his Mavericks and him more money than he has right now in the long run so I think that's more what he meant and now he can compete at the top of the food chain rather than more near the middle of the food chain which in the nba you know there's 30 owners and they're all billionaires and maybe he felt more he's in the middle so i think that's what he's saying Mojo. conversing about the different levels of being a billionaire <laughs> just makes me want to drop kick mark cuban in the face and i'm <laughs> usually a big mark cuban fan honestly i'm more bummed that he's leaving shark tank than selling the mavericks i love that show i've been a fan of that show since it first started but you know thinking about this one for mark cuban i really do think this is best case scenario for him i mean Three and a half billion dollars. Yes, that's awesome. I'm not going to pretend it's not, but he was already a billionaire. I'm not so sure other than maybe buying other sports franchises that there's anything that he can afford now that maybe he wasn't able to before he sold this team. He already had an obscene amount of money and had everything he wants, but he gets to stay around the Mavericks and still stay involved. He's just not the majority owner anymore. And that's pretty awesome because I think personally that that would have been the part that Mark Cuban missed the most. I mean, you develop 
an incredible relationship with your teammates when you're playing a sport, when you own or coach a team. I mean, the brotherhood is awesome. You hear it from former players like myself, actually, uh, that when you retire and you're done, it's not necessarily the money you miss. It's not necessarily game day and making a huge play, uh, winning a championship. It's those locker room moments, traveling the world, uh, competing and fighting with your teammates, being in the trenches. That is the part that you miss the most. And it sounds to me like that part's not really going to change whatsoever for Mark. He still gets all of that and he gets three and a half billion extra dollars to go with it. So for me, this is a win-win. I would be happy as hell if I was Cuban. Uh, really cool to see. And I'm curious how the Mavs are going to go on without him as the majority owner. But uh, I mean, if you're asking me, his voice is going to be just about as influential now as it was before. Ed, the Kansas City Chiefs were not the only people to have an absolutely lousy Christmas. Aaron Gordon actually had a, a very horrifying Christmas. Ed, you got the scoop. What happened? The Denver Nuggets superstar actually started Christmas uh, uh, very well. Uh, him and his team beat the uh, Golden State Warriors, but then at some point following the game, uh, he was attacked by a dog. According to reports, it was a family dog. Uh, now, initially, the reports were that it was uh, cuts to his hand and cuts to his face, but we later learned that he needed 21 stitches to repair the damage. If you listen to Michael Malone, which we're about to play you the soundbite, that's Nuggets as coach. He's making it seem like this is like a really devastating thing to Aaron Gordon, and there's no timetable for his return. Listen to Michael here. Right now, it's open-ended. We're not going to put any pressure on him. You know, we, we need him to heal, you know, uh, inside and out. You know, uh, going through something like that is not something uh, that is just easily, you know, you come back from easily. That's something where you have to heal, um, you know, from the physical, but you also have to heal from the, the mental and what you just kind of went through. So, um, as I told him, you know, we're, we're, there's no, we want him back. We know we're better off with him, you know, but I, I want to support Aaron Gordon and make sure when he comes back, he's ready to come back and play at the level that we know he's capable of. So until he's able to come back and you know, we have plenty of guys that can step up and, uh, and fill that void. Does this not just make you absolutely love that coach? I mean, my goodness, going to bat for his player, sticking up for him, covering him, giving him all the time he needs in, in the world. I mean, most coaches, would just downplay it and just say Aaron Gordon's going to be fine. I'll be back on the court as soon as he's able. How about coach here going out on a limb for him, saying how traumatizing something like this can be, that there's some serious issues going on, and to allow Aaron Gordon the space to recover and get back when he's ready. Gosh, that's somebody that makes you want to play for him, no question. But coach brings up a good point, man. Aaron Gordon getting bit in the face and the hands Two very problematic spots for a basketball player, right? I mean, I don't know the extent of the damage, but 21 stitches is a lot of stitches. That is a huge problem. That's going to be something that's going to take a little bit of time to heal. If you're talking about majority of those stitches or all of them being on your hands, you're a basketball player, man. You got to dribble and shoot with your hands. I, I don't know what else you're supposed to do there. And if it's your face, who knows where those stitches are? If they're anywhere near the eye, you're going to have impaired visibility out there and you're not going to be able to do your thing. I mean, both of these injuries could be completely debilitating for a basketball player until we can see what happened Hear a little bit more detail as to the extent of those injuries and where those stitches are. 
this guy could be out for a pretty decent amount of time. Of course, the Denver Nuggets got a lot of tools on that team. So uh, I guess they're more equipped to handle Aaron Gordon being out than maybe other franchises would be. But again, uh, depending on where these ditches are, where these injuries are, I don't know how useful he's going to be on a basketball court in the near future. It is time to play a fun game we like to call Food for thought surrounding the college football bowl games. Yes, it is bowl season. Edward, you got the scoop. Food for thought. The annual Duke's Mayo Bowl went down on Wednesday afternoon. West Virginia played North Carolina. And without their star quarterback, the Tar Heels uh, got beat up pretty good, 30-10. to 10. But the story wasn't what's on the field, obviously. If you're familiar with the Mayo Bowl, after the game, the winning coach is always doused in mayonnaise. And this time, Neil Brown was the lucky recipient of it. Watch this clip. Absolutely disgusting. Edward, I'm going to tell you a little secret something about myself. I hate mayonnaise. I think it is absolutely repulsive. I remember when they announced the Duke's mayonnaise bowl game in the first place, I was disgusted by this. I was like, man, we're selling bowl games to anybody at this point. And then last year, Maryland played in the Duke's mayonnaise bowl game. And Coach Mike Loxley, my guy, we won the game, and he got doused with mayonnaise, as you're watching right now. It made me want to vomit. I texted him. I was like, you're a better man than me, because not only would I have declined playing in the bowl game in the first place for fear of losing, not only would I have tried to throw the game if we had to be in the game, but if we won, no chance I would be allowing mayonnaise to be dumped on me like that. Uh so hats off to both of these coaches for allowing it because mayonnaise is foul. What made it worse was the ESPN reporter actually dunked some fries onto ah. Coach and ate them afterwards. So it, it got worse. Uh, anyways, I, I don't know if this will be better or worse for you, Mojo, though, because uh, later on in the evening, USC took on Louisville in the DirecTV Holiday Bowl. Uh, they beat them pretty good, 42-28, to 28, playing without Caleb Williams. It was no problem for them. Afterward, Lincoln Riley also got a bath in a foreign substance. This time, it was eggnog. Watch this. Seniors dumping stuff on Coach Lincoln Riley. Here we go. That's going to be sticky. Thank goodness he had on his visor. But he got a great performance from his quarterback tonight, Miller Moss. Six touchdown passes. A rookie mistake here by Coach going with the visor because now his scalp is going to be gross for a little bit. Eggnog is like whipped cream, man. You can wipe it off, but uh, that smell is going to stay for a little bit, and it is pretty nasty. Look, nothing is worse than mayonnaise. Uh, that is the number one worst by a mile. I can't say too much about eggnog, actually, Ed. I've never really been an eggnog guy. I just never really have, have drank it. I think I've had a cup before, and it was fine, I guess. Are you an eggnog guy? Do you drink this? It was in my parents' refrigerator this weekend for Christmas, and I didn't even touch it once. So I, I it's never been in my body, and it's never been on my body. I don't know. Look how, how much worse the mayonnaise is <laughs> in this shot. This is definitely worse. Oh. Yes, Mojo. Oh. <laughs>
right, that'll do it for us today on TMZ Sports. The Hair Homies, Mojo Mutati and Edward Lewis. Ed, are we liking this Hair Homies moniker? Are we going to stick with this or going to have something else for him tomorrow? No, 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 I'm loving it. I'm loving it. As long as you don't, you don't cut yours, I won't cut mine. <laughs> All right, we're sticking with it for tomorrow. Uh, well, tomorrow's going to be a big show. We are talking again about Russell Wilson, but this time... We're going to bring on a former NFL player to do it. Maybe a former WWE wrestler as well to do it. Maybe both actually to do it. And that should absolutely make for a big show. Matter of fact, it should make for...